0: Welcome to the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. And I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, Love Specialist, and here to do a solo episode on the Relationship Rebellion today. Monday was the spring solstice, spring equinox. It's made me think a lot about springtime. Living in Colorado and thinking spring is just around the corner, and this is when we get the biggest snowstorms. And then living in western New York in Rochester, where I went to school, where we literally wouldn't see the sun from September till May. And because of the Great Lakes, sun was so intermittent anyways, that I've always seemed to feel better in the spring. So does springtime give you a leg up on your ability to find love? So in today's podcast, we're going to explore some of the neurological, physiological, and chemical things that happen in our body that is what I believe, one part of love. Love is so very, very complex. I don't think we can just break it down to our quote unquote, meat sex. I believe it it has a lot to do with our psychology, our mind. It has to do with our personalities, our spiritual or religious connections, and just thoughts in general create chemical reactions in our bodies. So keeping that all in mind, while the scientists are so excited with all these advancements in neuropsychology and neuroscience, Um, and explain so much, especially like with the genetic markers that they've discovered, has brought us a wealth of information. But we are not just our bodies. Just looking around during springtime, again, as I research and look deeper into this topic, seeing animals begin to pair up, to mate, seeing the creation of nature popping through with flowers or green buds coming to birth which definitely is related to sex and coupling. And you think of some of the terms like birds and the bees well that's connected to spring. And like blooming, bloom of first love, and love is in the air, I definitely think of springtime. Then there's those themes of fertility, of Mother Earth, you know, giving birth to these beautiful plants and flowers, and the sunshine kind of being a a masculine energy, that becomes more brilliant as we move closer to summer. The sunshine has a lot to do with our moods. The days are longer. The sun is more intense. The temperatures are often warmer. It's good for plants, good for our mental health and our well-being. We can get out more spend more time outdoors which definitely produces more feel good chemicals vitamin D 90% of our vitamin D is produced from being outside in the sun after the long winter of eating in restaurants or going you know being in movies or especially with covid and the other viruses that have been going around sitting inside. You kind of get to mingle more. There's more, as of late, more music venues opening up. Um, The patios more and more are expanding and opening in Old Town, where I live. People are out and about so much more. I think of, I live in a cul-de-sac, and I remember some winters, weeks would go by, I wouldn't even see my neighbors. But in contrast, during spring, I would see and interact with them all the time. Melatonin is another culprit. So be careful about using melatonin ongoing and especially in the springtime. Because naturally, our melatonin levels go down in the spring which is related to testosterone, it inhibits the development of testosterone in our bodies. We think of testosterone being primarily the male hormone, but we have as women testosterone in our body. And when we kiss somebody romantically, that the testosterone becomes a little addictive for women. That's part of the attraction. So as melatonin declines, we start producing more serotonin. Serotonin is responsible for regulating mood and energy levels. Many doctors believe this is totally related to SAD or Seasonal Affective Disorder, the low amounts of serotonin, and then the low amounts of vitamin D as well. There was a 2011 study in biological psychiatry, and they found that serotonin makes someone more receptive to intimacy and more in the mindset of having an interpersonal relationship. What that means for a leg up is there's more people out there looking for romance or looking for interpersonal close relationships. This one seems pretty obvious. In the winter, when you're not feeling good, you're fighting off the flu, you have the flu, you've got a cough or a stuffy nose, you got bags under your eyes, you're not looking for love. And probably don't have the energy there to seek out a new love relationship. So in the spring, there's less flu, less colds, and just less illness or fighting off illness altogether causes us to feel healthier and to be healthier overall. And as we've noted with COVID and all the other viruses, like the flu, that they don't survive in the warm weather. They thrive much better in the cold, in the dry. Not feeling sick does a lot to promote love and getting out there and feeling confident to find love. One thing that researchers did find is that more flowers are good for romance, as well as your overall health. In 2006, Harvard did a study about flowers. And they found that it actually made people feel good. They studied the subjects reaction um, to environments with and without flowers. In the research confirmed that flowers bring instant mental lift, positive emotional reactions, and even more energy. Fewer feelings of sadness and depression were noted. And being around flowers also increases feelings of kindness and giving back, compassion. As I was doing the research, I stumbled over Helen Fisher. She's a neuroscientist and professor at Rutgers and the author of five books on the science of love. She really breaks it down to one neurotransmitter, dopamine. Fisher found that dopamine, a naturally occurring chemical in our brains, makes you want things, which obviously is a big proponent in wanting love, or wanting affection, or wanting a connection. There are definitely other neurotransmitters involved. But Dr. Fisher believes that dopamine is one of the biggest ones. She also brings in the idea of novelty, that novelty, new experiences, new stimuli causes us to make dopamine in the brain and makes you more susceptible to love. April is the month where our brains become the dopamine factory and can turn you into a love junkie, so be forewarned. This is the chemical that if you are depleted from it, can cause you to become a love addict, because it actually does change the chemistry in your brain. And if you're lacking it, love can become an addiction. It seems now I can't get enough of neuropsychology and neuroscientists and And I'm constantly watching things about it to understand it. It wasn't taught when I was in school. So in my fun, nerdy research, um, I came across a TED Talk. And Dawn Masler was um, giving this TED Talk. I highly, highly recommend it. And she went down the tunnel of research of when and how men and women fall in love in a physiological manner. She discovered that when we are attracted, maybe not in love yet, that some neurotransmitters rise and some fall. She discovered that serotonin actually falls, making you Feel more addicted while dopamine rises in both men and women. With testosterone, men's actually drop and in women's increase when they are in love, according to Dawn. Her research showed that with women, oxytocin was the biggest. Connective love producing chemical. Dopamine, oxytocin, and testosterone are the hormones and the neurotransmitters that cause women to move toward love. What Don discovered though, how oxytocin shoots up when a woman has an orgasm or has sexual relations with a man. In it, she talks about her grandmother who said, this is the downfall of the relationship, is women sleeping with men too quickly. And while Dawn wasn't sure about it at that time, as she researched that, it became true. Women bond with the increase of oxytocin. Men's oxytocin, again, that bonding hormone, doesn't rear its head until he is actually wanting commitment. What is up for him during the initial attraction is vasopressin, testosterone, and dopamine. And the high levels of testosterone in the male actually blocks the production of oxytocin. This decreases when a man has sexual release. So testosterone levels go up, oxytocin goes down even more. So how do men and women chemically, are they able to fall in love? If men fall in love, how do they get to commitment? Well, it's not having sex is the culprit with the chemicals and that it takes them a longer time for their neurotransmitters to develop receptor sites for the oxytocin and for these these hormones to become balanced. But over time, they become filled up with oxytocin and the testosterone decreases when They studied married men versus single men. Married men had lower levels of testosterone, enabling them to feel more bonding, where the single men had higher level of testosterone, decreasing oxytocin. And again, we are very complex. And love is very complex. Bringing the concept of love into the spiritual realm, in that form, love is exactly who we are. Love is in the essence of all of us, in romantic relationships or otherwise. And love isn't just limited to romantic love, that there are these feel-good chemicals that happen in every positive healthy connection. And as I've talked in prior podcasts, how our past our mental health that is affected by so many things, and as scientists have discovered this past decade, our diet, who were. are around how we were raised this impacts 90% of our behavior on a subliminal level and without personal awareness it can cause a pattern of unwanted behaviors but this leaves us with taking this information about how biologically and chemically we can understand the neurotransmitters and use them To our advantage, I think just being out in the world nowadays, being able to go to concerts and be able to mingle with people is just enough to boost our dopamine and our connection to the world. As cliche as it sounds, as well, self love. Again, Self-love, feeling good, positive mood that is created by spring, not only creates positive regard toward others, can create positive regard and healing with ourselves. So thank you for listening to the Love Anarchy Podcast and the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, Love Specialist, signing off and thanking you from the bottom of my heart for listening in with us at Love Anarchy, because I know you have a myriad of podcasts that you can listen to. Subscribe, ring the bell, leave feedback, whatever your podcast platform offers for feedback. And don't forget to tell your friends so they can listen too. If you'd like to know more about the Love Anarchy podcast, obviously go on your platform. Or if you'd like to get more involved in the Love Anarchy community, go on Love Anarchy podcast on FaceTime. I'd like to leave you with my favorite short but sweet quote, love is the only true power.